position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello! Welcome to episode number 106, wow, of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this Friday, the 4th of November, 2016, uh, at 15.58 p.m. Pacific Time, also known as, you know, (laughs) 4.06 p.m. Pacific Coast Time, that would be 2016, 11.04, wow, 11, it's November, yeah, fucking crazy uh crack engineer ivor molina over there in the booth hi there ah yes he says hi he's holding up the what's that the whiskey sign yes yes focus on the whiskey Mm. 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 yes ivor the audience says hello to you as well. Wow, that's cool that you guys hear such a... Hey, I think this is porn. Whoa! Man, I think this is porn! Oh my god! Hey, I think this is porn. Look, that's not my fault. It's... I like you. I know. I know. It's not my fault, but it, it, it was... It was a good idea. I agree. It was a good idea. 
Hey, Ivor Molina, who needs to take a fucking break uh, after last week's disastrous show. Many apologies for that, especially for all of those poor children that we advocated poisoning and maiming. There's so much Boris Karloff. It was, it was, it was a really, it was something. Yeah, it was. It you got that right, Ivor. Anyway, so this week. Um, we are officially in the absolute dead space doldrums. We are in the app. Can you hear that? That's the sound of absolutely fuck all happening uh, in terms of video game releases, in terms of deals, in terms of sweet fuckity fuck all. This nothing fucking happening. There's absolutely nothing happening. Um, and that's a fucking fact. <laughs> Where? Ivor, hit them with that. <laughs> okay, anyway. Sorry about that. Stop the presses, nothing is happening. Um, right now we're in that pe- peculiar dead space between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Over the last like couple of years, this has gotten... Because like now especially over the last like five years, now that basically all of um, video game publishing has gone predominantly digital, unless you're still one of the twisted, weird, um, misbegotten, deranged children who we miss during Thanksgiving, or do we miss during Halloween? Oh, don't worry. If we miss you during Halloween, we're going to find you at the... <laughs> okay. Now that I've threatened many, many children, <laughs> um, unless you're like gaming on a console, which basically would mean that you actually are purchasing physical copies of the games that you are playing, um, basically the entire video game publishing industry has shifted to a, a non-stop awesome, torrential fire hose spigot that is season agnostic. There used to be, like, an actual game release season. Everything used to be tied, like, you know, fuck, going back to before the NES, actually. Nintendo Entertainment System, for those of you who aren't fucking hideously old like me and twisted and weird and filled with hatred. Oh, sorry. Um, so for those of you who aren't like me, um, going back like literally thirty years now, uh, the game, the game release season used to be tied to actual calendar days. The A list, front list, absolute numero uno, biggest budget, uh, most marketing. Etc. titles from all the publishers would come out in that nice little sweet spot between Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday gift-giving season. Um, and fortunately, oh, uh, I did not say unfortunately, I said and fortunately for us, um, generally that entire paradigm has been broken Due to just the unending stream of games, now there's not a physical uh, production, you know, uh, physical p- 
production, uh, packaging, palletizing, um, manufacturing, and then distribution component to getting games into your face uh, and taking your money. Now it's all digital. Well, over the last couple of years, since at least since we started doing this podcast, but I'm going to say over the last like four years, as everything is shifted more and more towards being entirely um, digital delivery, like, you know, you don't buy, uh, like when you buy a Steam game, you don't buy a jewel case and a printed manual and a fucking quadruple double secret super probation encoded fucking PlayStation 4 DVD ROM Blu-ray thing from the future using psychotic layers of NSA protected encrypted you know whatever you don't buy that anymore no now you buy the license to the game and you download it and you play it instantly which is great because it makes everything cross platform more or less it's one of the great great things about Steam um, not just for Linux but Steam as a whole as a content delivery platform it's really helped to open up the market to publishers who can't afford to actually produce and market um, you know manufactured jewel case shrink wrap palletized carton cases oh and a whole fucking delivery chain from here to the Carolinas you can see them on the stagecoaches oh and if you look with the right kind of eyes you can almost see where all the profit margins evaporated anyway cool thing is these days we are not generally we're nowhere near as beholden to the release cycle the cyclical nature of what used to be known as the video game industry release cycle because in the summer there used to be nothing and then in the fall you'd have a slow trickle of like the B-list titles that major publishers were were pushing and then bam right after Thanksgiving that nice sweet spot for all of the holiday sales Christmas, Hanukkah I want a t-shirt, by the way. That's a great... I can't believe no one's made that t-shirt. Um, Here's your holiday present. <laughs> like, happy holidays, as in, like, holidays. As, like, the nameless, weird, bizarre, commercialized, formless thing that it has become across all cultures and for all people, at least in this great country. That we call America. <laughs> Whoa! How was that for a bizarre rant? I, I, I want, I want a holiday. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if, like, it just and it holidays like in quotes. Anyway, so right now what we're dealing with are what we call affectionately the doldrums. There has been sweet fuckity fuck all that has come out, not just for Linux but, you know, for anything right now, because there's still this weird, bizarre little, um, you know, uh, genetic remnant is hard-coded, you know, 30 years of, and basically the entire lifetime of an industry, it's very difficult to break people out of that mentality. Right now, 
it's like the week and a half where everyone who has a game that they're going to release this year, they're holding off until, you know, right around Thanksgiving, um, etc. Whether it be, um, you know, a major title from a huge studio or just an independent thing, everyone right now is embracing the terrible, horrific, horrific silence of the wasteland. I named you after Donald Trump. That's, that's interesting. Because this lot are wanted for fucking war. Oh my God, no. Mass murder, ethnic cleansing, lunatics. I want to buy the United Fucking Nations. Hey, I think this is poor. That's right, Ivor. So luckily we have crack engineer Ivor Molina once again being a little too excitable. So this week we we tried to ever break the format too brutally. Of course at this point who the fuck knows? Ain't me. Ain't me. Ain't me. Um, But this week because of this super huge chunky Chunky dead spot in the water in the release cycle, not just for Linux but for everything, especially on Steam. Nothing new. We have one deal. Um, I'm going to mention it right now because we're going to spend the next uh, 12 minutes, 15 minutes talking about our feature this week, which is Mad Max. It's our review. Um. But we, we do have one deal. It's a game called Lumo. L-U-M-O. Which I think I may have mentioned or, uh, when it first came out on the show. I've... I had... I, I, I spent like maybe an hour and a half. Maybe two hours playing Lumo. I had some problems with it. Understanding that... Uh, first I had problems with it with my Steam controller. And then I had... I was like, okay, so this might be a Steam controller issue... And then I switched over to like an Xbox 360 generic Xbox 360 controller and it still just did not want to understand that even though it thinks that it lives in a 3D isometric world where you can fully rotate and stuff and that everything is at like basically a 45 degree angle it refused to acknowledge that my uh, you know my left and right stick um, actually did exist as solitary trustworthy <laughs> beacons of actual reality um, meaning I just had a hard motherfucking time getting the game to work with my controller but Lumo super interesting game reminds me very much of Crystal Castles which is an old game from the uh, 1980s where you played a bear who was addicted to gems <laughs> Which is really weird now that I think about it. Not only the fact that you were a bear, but that you were addicted to gems and you were running from witches and bees and and you liked honey, but you were addicted to gems. What what what's a bear gonna do with gems? Anyway, Lumo, even though I had so many controller issues with it, and you know, that's one of the reasons why I haven't talked a lot more about it um 
Because I could see why, at least at the time, that I thought that Lumo was going to be a really kind of uh, awesome game, like a touchstone kind of game, maybe, had the potential. But I couldn't play it as was appropriate. Linux Voice Magazine did a huge piece on the behind the scenes. Check it out. I think this was like two months ago. Anyway, Lumo, L-U-M-O, 50% off now through November uh, 13th or 15th. I, I, I can't, I can't tell Ivor. I, no, I, 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 I can't tell at all. Um, but Lumo is 50% off at $12.49. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Wait a minute, I'm blind, I'm blind, that thing cut me off. Thank you for scaring the fuck out of me, Ivor. All right. So, that's everything. Now, who wants to talk about some Mad Max? In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. Alright, so let's talk a little bit about my very special friend, uh, Max. As in Mad Max. Um... I'm just going to kind of go down. I've written a lot. I've written three different fucking reviews about Mad Max, just extolling and screaming its praises, um, both in terms of like just the sheer graphical beauty of it, everything from, uh, you know, the graphics, which are, which place it easily in my top five most beautiful games that I've ever played in my entire life, um, and it could quite possibly be, and I'm not I'm not just saying this, uh, it could quite possibly be the most beautiful game that I've ever played, ever. I'm not quite ready to, it's, I mean, that's a hard it's a hard, uh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's a humongous superlative, um, but it's it's up there. Anyway, um, I've written these reviews extolling, you know, the, the just knock your socks off, fucking blow your eyeballs out the back of your skull, um, overwhelming uh, visual beauty of the game to uh, the game play itself and, like, the game design, which has, like, this very open... Um, you know, Shadows of Mordor esque, um, sand. <laughs> no pun. It's funny because it, it, you know, of course, it's Mad Max takes place after the apocalypse. Yes, from <laughs> before times. Um, it's a sandbox game. Um, that does its best to remain as unscripted and as unprescribed as possible. There are some um, just basic uh, I call them, you know, choke points. I used to call them in uh, in an essay I wrote about video games and free will um, forever ago. 
Uh, I used to call it the Metroid jump boots and locked doors thing. There are a couple of um, structural aspects of the game. They are very few. I mean, like, you will not notice them your first hundred hours uh, where the game does kind of force you to um, collect a certain number of um, you know, upgrade points, scrap uh, before letting you actually unlock the thing that you need to unlock the other thing to do whatever it is there are only like two or three moments like that that are that are ever going to get in your face. I've beaten the game and I'm about a quarter of the way through it my second time. So yeah, so the the graphics, the I mean unbelievable. Un un fucking believable. Um the game design which is fantastic to the narrative structure, to the character models to the actual game engine itself, which really, I mean, this game will fucking knock your, knock your, it will fist fuck your eye holes until your brains explode out of your ears as you cry, hallelujah, never believed. Um, and I'm not just talking about like the, uh, the sheer, constant, overwhelming uh, scenic beauty and uh, the actual uh, structural uh, man-made structural aspects of the game, which we'll talk about in, in a moment. I'm talking about this engine which is designed predominantly for a uh, car combat huge expansive apocalyptic bleak desert wastelands um, which in spite of th- I mean that sounds pretty depressing which is why by the way when you when you play this game and you should you should go buy Mad Max immediately um, it is a fucking phenomenal game by any standards and in any any sense of the word it is a magnificent game. Not only is it a magnificent game, it's a magnificent piece of art. It is also a fantastic technical achievement. Um, And here's one of the things that like really blows my mind. So you have this game engine that's designed to basically run at to to render huge amounts of scenery um, with a humongously far draw distance, I mean, like, it's from here to the horizon with all sorts of the latest um, latest fanciest uh, lighting particle effects, etc. But it's all designed to be played predominantly from within a car that is going, you know, like, mm, Roughly, on average, probably about 45 miles an hour. Um, and that's, you know, depending on your playstyle, uh, which is hard to do. It does it extraordinarily well. I mean, extraordinarily well. There's like no draw distance. But what is mind bending is that on top of this, 
with this incredible scenic detail and also like the uh, man-made structures are fantastic both in design and in terms of the models and the actual models themselves from the character models to their animations to the car models and their animations what is truly amazing is that when when you blow up three cars as you grind uh, a lunatic who is atta- you know uh, on your hood trying to fist fuck you through your windshield as you grind him up slamming your car into the car adjacent you as four fucking cars explode behind you every single aspect of every it sounds nuts every single aspect of every model of everything that I just described that's happening in that in that moment is completely rendered. We are talking, okay, so what I mean, what do I mean by this? I mean that the actual character models and the characters themselves, by the way, every every detail of this game is spectacular. But really what what will jump out and control your mind and mesmerize you and astonish you with just its horrific glorious, terrible, terrible, violent awesomeness um, are the numbers of tiny details that the game actually renders in even the most unbelievably dynamic to my mind, unthinkably dynamic, far too dynamic, far too complex to even really render at any frame rate, you know, blah. What do I mean by this? I mean when when you take a jerry can, like a gas can, you light it on fire and you throw it into the middle of ten guys. There's no performance variation, there's no performance dip, there's nothing everything is exactly as unbelievably high res as it was before when that jerry can explodes into one of the most amazing explosions, the explosions in this game are fucking incredible especially the car explosions, we are talking it renders it spits out just these huge clouds of debris spark plugs bits of body and glass and people and blood and dust and particles like dirt um, and actual uh, dirt chunks from like the, the ground and stuff all of this is right there it's like you know this incredibly incredibly uh, detailed, and it's just as detailed in every aspect at these incredibly dynamic unscripted moments that happen constantly throughout the game, it is just as detailed 
as if you were just sitting there admiring uh, the character model for Max or for your best buddy Chumbucket. Good old Chumbucket. Yes, he's your co-pilot. He's your mechanic. He uh, also works the harpoon and the thunderpoon and is a deranged maniac, hunchback, uh, insane cultist uh, who believes that you are a saint sent on a holy mission from the divine angel of combustion her- herself um, to help Chumbucket accomplish his mission on this doomed earth to assemble a machine. Come, I shall impersonate a man. Come, enter into my imagination and see him. Bony, hollow-faced, eyes that burn with a fire of innovation. He conceives the strangest project ever imagined. To sally forth into the world, righting all wrongs. <laughs> anyway, um, Chum Bucket has this vision. He's your only friend, and he is a fantastic character. He is your radar. He's in a lot of the game. He's your narrator, and this is like you know all all of this combines into this great, absolutely brilliant, um from a story perspective and also from like uh, a game design perspective one of the greatest geniuses of Mad Max is that if you're a fan of the movies which I am, I go way back to the before times, before the apocalyms. oh, I've, I've remembered it all right oh, I've waited for Captain Walker so long oh, please take us to tomorrow, tomorrow land the sky rippers, yes oh. um, I remember I remember the before times, before the apoxyclisms and the poppy clipses. I remember Tomorrow Morrowland. And uh, I, I've always been a huge fan of uh, the movies I just saw after I, I uh, got about halfway through this game. I, I finally saw the fourth movie, which actually happens in line with them. But you don't have to be a fan of the movies at all. You don't have to know anything about the apocalypses. You don't have to know anything about Max. Because in this game, through its stoic meditations on through, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being very careful not to um, bias or poison or even because it's, it's almost a sacred thing what happens in this game. This game is a very, very dense, incredibly exciting, unbelievably graphic, gut-churningly beautiful. It will... I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, you will grow balls so this game can grab you by them and slam your face into the nearest wall with its just constant assault of overwhelming just awesomeness. And I mean that from a visual perspective, I also mean it from a design perspective, and I mean it in that every single detail, including all the dialogue and including the overall story, um, lets you experience Mad Max and come to your own understanding of who he is in a way that 
the the second movie does a very good job of the, I I love the second and third movies. The first movie is absolute nasty trash that is only remarkable to set up the second movie because the the introduction to the second movie uh, Mad Max Two I always called it the Road Warrior. I've seen it thousands of times. The introduction to that movie is a blazing masterwork of just fucking unbelievable genius. I hadn't seen it in maybe like five, eight years, something like that. Um, about ten days ago, I, I put it on again, and oh my god, it is incandescent with with uh, just, oh wow, the whole world ends at the beginning of the... And okay, well, we have a whole genre that we just defined, that, 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 that we just defined, and um, we have this fascinating character who in the films there's a lot of ambiguity to Max in a lot of ways um more so than I think uh, might, might be given credit in this game you actually you spend so many wonderful hours as Max until you really become Max or Max actually becomes you but it doesn't matter what, what I'm trying to say here is that ultimately what I found in the game the greatest secret genius of this game is that if you're at all a fan of Mad Max holy shit this is probably the best movie that they've ever made and I've only waited like fucking 30 years for anyone to come up with a fucking car combat game that even approximated Mad Max like last yeah, anyway this is so absolute it it is a fucking bleak bleak terrible fucked hopeless destroyed wrecked ruined world it is a hopeless it, it's 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 the gut shot last fucking ugh, gasp of the you know the last last poor motherfuckers who didn't get it when the first 7.3 billion of us you know died in the apoxyclisms, nuclear apoxyclisms uh, and before times, these poor motherfuckers are absolutely stripped of everything basically including their humanity it is fabulous it is fabulous and as Max, you for the first time, as you as you, by the way, almost none of the game is actually scripted. Scripted. I I I wish that um I could be more lucid right now um instead of just gibbering at you like a maniac about how fucking awesome this game is. Um, but there's, I don't want to, I don't want to like give away anything and there's not, there's not much, it's not like a spoiler written game. What am I trying to say here? The, the, almost as much to the same extent as any other masterwork of this type of genre like Shadows of Mordor 
which I think prior to this game was absolutely way up there um, in terms of like my concept of magnificently designed um, unscripted for the most part but still story driven um, games that give you a character but then don't force you into a series of binary choices or or anything like that like it actually just lets you go and build out that character into your character this game Mad Max truly especially the second time around I'm finding that it really lets you come up with your own entire approach and play style, your own look, your own feel, your own tactics, your own um, your own adventure, and also your own understanding of Max, because you will spend a lot of time as you're driving careening across this wasteland, which is so beautiful. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I was born in Southern Nevada. I know what this place looks like. And this is so amazing. One of the, this is no spoiler. Um, the first 10 hours of the game, more or less, first half of the map, takes place in the dry ocean bed. So it's it's this absolutely salt lick dust silt weird um, coral, dead coral, dead, dead canyons. All of this was underwater. And so all of the structures for, for that part of the game, which is, you'll spend, I would say, you know, at least, you know, uh, maybe a quarter of your time really, really exploring, um, these kinds of areas. That means that the, structures that are actually there apart from, you know, the actual um, ocean floor are ships. They're all these rusted, horrific before-time ships in this incongruous, bizarre, bone-dry, parching, monstrously cruel um, stark, bleak, fantastically beautiful, um, ocean floor. So you have like this, you have these ships, you know, the wrecks of these ships and like people have, that's, that's one of the great geniuses of the actual, um, I would say there are about 30, 30 some odd, um, freeform, uh, basically enemy bases that, you know, I, you want to go and take over or blow up or um, kill the big bad boss guy or just liquidate all the bad guys who are inside of it. Um, The actual design of those bases, each one is so unique, but they are fantastic 
hopeless, twisted, rusted, uh, shipping containers, um, wrecked cranes, ruined, ruined, um, bits and pieces of things lashed together in this, in this insane cross between like Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean and, um, and, uh, you know, Tomb Raider and, uh, uh, a, a, a civil engineering class. It, it's fantastic. And I haven't even talked about the characters, which is something that I'm, you will fall in love with them. You will also sit there. Literally, I've I played the game for 100 hours. I've taken over 900 screenshots. The last time I took this many screenshots of any game yeah, that I can remember, I was probably 17 or 18, and it had to have been Unreal Tournament, and it was just me running the flak cannon with bots on different maps. Um... The last time I, I, I saw, last time I played a game that made me feel this soaringly emotional, just in terms of like the sheer, wait till you see, wait till you see what happens. Oh yeah, I forgot. Last thing that I'll, next last thing that I'll say. So, a lot of this great, awesome detail and all this magnificent stuff and all of these fluid controls and everything. Um, but wait, how am I to see all of this magnificent detail if it's all flying by at, you know, whatever, 60 frames per second, quote unquote. <laughs> I'm running this on Mint 18 with a GTX 970. Uh, Feral Interactive. God bless you, Feral. I love you guys. Um, they did the port. And they're fastidious. They only, <laughs> according to them, they only support Ubuntu 16-something. Um, and I think the NVIDIA 660 series of graphics cards, if you don't have one of those, uh, if you don't have both of those, you will get two scary warning messages that tell you that, you know, you're, you're probably going to have problems. I'm running this on Mint 18 with a GTX 970. I've played it for 100 hours. I've had it crash three times out of 100 hours those three times had I'm pretty sure had nothing to do with the actual game I played the game for 12 hours in one sitting without pause no performance problems blah if you experience game breaking bugs what I'm trying to say here is it runs rock solid for me and it gave me the biggest scary warning messages oh my god you're out of trouble um I say fucking if you're running Linux Go get Mad Max right now. It's like 30 bucks. Trust me. You can thank me in about a week when, you know, they find you. you you'll have grown a beard. I don't care if you're a woman. You will have grown gonads. You will have grown a beard. Your hair will be longer. Your eyes will be slightly wilder. And, um, you will look at the sky in a way that, yeah, you will be hearing, hearing voices that no one else can really here but you and you're not sure about too much of uh, anyway um buy it on steam if it doesn't work for you fucking return it 
This is like awesome. This is like part of the glory of living in the future with Steam. We can actually return games. Um, even if you, you're not going to hate this game. Um, I could only test it on my main machine. Um, but uh, I had absolutely no performance problems. And I cranked it all the way up to 11. Um, ultra super high. But anyway, that's. So don't let that. Don't let that fear you, son. Or ma'am. Oh boy, cause you got that ain't gonna that ain't gonna be the roadblock. At least you shouldn't let it be. Um and kudos as always to Farrell for being so fastidious, even though I felt that like the 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 warning messages that popped up scared the shit out of me when I first started the game um, but I ignored them and I have had no problems to speak of so final point the, the thing that literally every other second of this game is going to stop you with how awesome it, it looks how awesome it looks and how awesome it feels but how awesome it, I mean, it will strike you like a shovel in your fucking face literally every other second. It makes the game almost difficult to play. It is so constantly overwhelmingly gorgeous. Um, and, but wait, there's more. As if Avalanche Studios knew that their fucking masterwork this magnificent work of art and this magnificent technical achievement, this fantastic, fantastic video game that they made as if they knew that, hmm, I think we may have made something kind of special. It's almost like they kind of had that feeling because and trust me, give it the first 45 minutes are underwhelming because it's post-apocalyptic. And you don't even really expect to, you know, and you're like, ah, this is kind of, kind of looks like it's the world has ended and I'm in a desert and whatever. Give it 45 minutes and then it's going to take over your mind. And that, my friend, is when you can enter capture mode. So, I've literally seen this. I have I have the screenshots. I, I, I made a submission to Linux Voice Magazine uh, with a little bit of a, a little chunk of a demi-poetic copy, a little meditation on this game. But I wanted it to be... I, I, I just pitched it to them and suggested it to them as a photo essay because I've never seen a game this gorgeous ever on Linux. And I think that like people need to see... like. The screenshots of this game, they are not screenshots of cinema sequences. They are not screenshots of uh, just in-game scripted things. The moment-to-moment shit that you will see in this game as you go 60, 70 miles an hour with five cars exploding into literally thousands of pieces and giant pillars of uh, tire-burning fucking fireball gasoline blue incandescent like 
propane auroras against these tremendous skies as you fly into this or have it in front of you or have it behind you as you rip people apart at the same time you can go into capture mode which is just like pause but it gives you the camera and you can move the camera anywhere within the 3D world of what's happening right then and this is going to thrill and delight you um, I'll just leave you with this final thought uh, the explosions in this game are absolutely incredible whether they're cars or whether they're um, actual like uh, blowing up you know huge fuel tanks or carefully calculated uh, <laughs> incendiary acts of really legitimate, legitimately psychotic, self-destructive mayhem. Um, doesn't matter. The explosions are fucking phenomenal. But m- one of my signature moments, and every time you fight, by the way, when you go into capture mode, as you shiv a guy or or just any any moment in the game, I swear to God, I give you my word. You will be blown away. This doesn't stop the game. This doesn't initiate some sort of alternate rendering engine. No, this is everything that's happening right now, just as it is. And you can navigate, you can move the camera around just like as if you were in Blender. You can tilt the camera, you can add filters and effects, and you can then press F12 um, when you're ready and uh, have Steam take a screenshot and you will you will just get consumed by by making fantastic images, an endless series of wallpaper. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm not even joking. Like, I have maybe out of 900, I would say I probably have about 300 fantastic screenshots that are just like unlike anything I've ever seen before. But anyway, what I want to leave you with is a very short story. I had a jerry can. I was tired of fight. I'm not telling you anything about the story. I'm not even telling you anything about like really the exigencies, the constant struggle for upgrading every aspect of yourself, of your skills, of your armor, of your car, of the aspects of your car that you want to upgrade, of your innate abilities, of your base stats, all of this upgradable look and feel of everything upgradable. Um fantastic all of which serve to really accommodate um, and I, I really didn't, didn't realize just how excellent the game is at doing this until these last 8 hours of my second time through the game because I'm totally playing this game 
in in a way that like I was not playing it the first time. Like I'm I'm built for speed. I have no fucking armor. I am a monster though. Um anyway. So here's my my one little story, my last little Mad Max moment. And it's it's kind of, you know, stupid. Oh, by the way, ammo. First 10 hours of the game, constant fucking horrendous problem. Awesome. 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 Uh, my first game, I spent five hours without having a single round for any gun. Not kidding. <laughs> Which was, you know, I didn't, I wasn't as good as scroungers I am now. But anyway, here's my one little just interstitial magnificent Mad Max moment. So, I was really tired of fighting all these guys. You will fight a lot of guys at once. The combat system is very simple, but it's also, um, it's got just enough zip, zap, zing, variety, and a little bit of strategy, but nothing that's gonna really overwhelm your brain cells, but it will be challenging. Um, And not just for the sheer numbers, but like, for like the tactical decisions, you, you can do all sorts of things um, if you're actually fighting outside of your car and inside your car, actually, uh, especially once you get good at the game. But anyway, there are these 10 guys and I was really drunk and I've been playing the game for like, you know, 13 hours or whatever. And I was super tired and I could not for the life of me fucking just managed to handle these 13 guys. Even though I've, at that point in, in, in my first game, I killed 13 guys at, in one fight, you know, alone dozens of times. Well, probably half a dozen times. Once you get up to like, eh, 13, 15 guys all at once-ish, it's always gonna be kind of difficult, especially if if they're not just your average grunts. But anyway, so I'm I'm just really tired of dying at this at at this uh at this gang load of motherfuckers. And that's when I'm like, oh wait, Seth, you're drunk, aren't you? Just take the jerry can. I got the I just got a jerry can. I lit the rag, and as I came around the corner, I threw it into the middle of them. They are standing about Oh, the center of the cluster was probably about mm, maybe 30 feet from me, tops. I saw this humongous cloud of fire, blood, torsos, heads, arms, and the actual as they were incinerated, the charred echoes of the people who were right in the middle of that explosion, I've never seen anything like it. I've seen cooler things in the game. Oh, I've killed many people many spectacular ways, and I've blown up some horrendous shit. I've yet to Every day, including yesterday, including today, um, I've topped what I thought was possible for the biggest explosion that I could possibly see in the game. Um, and I've I've spent some time, put my time in. It is a magnificent game. Go buy Mad Max. 
Um, hopefully it'll run for you without any technical difficulties. And if it does, don't worry. You can return it through Steam. It's awesome. No risk. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Feral Interactive, once again, for, or Feral, for another unbelievable port. Uh, these guys just... These guys... What can I say? I'm... I'm... I'm I'm really in love with them. <laughs> I'm getting emotional thinking of Feral and how much I love him. Anyway, and hats off to Avalanche Studios for making this amazing game. That's our review. Uh, I will be back next week. Uh, like I said, we don't have any deals for you this week. Uh, so yeah, that'll do us. Uh, what's that, Ivor? Yeah, fuck you too, motherfucker! No, I'm just kidding. Ivor says goodbye. We will see you next week. Uh, yes. Mad Max. Uh, we would like at this time to do a number. One, two, what should Don do? Falling in love again Never wanted to What am I to do? Can't help it Love's always been my game Play it how you may I was born that way Can't help it There is no Windows version of weaponized chips. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. I named you after Donald Trump. Yes, it's where I break you in half. Mother lecker. So angry. That wasn't good. That wasn't good. And you know me, I don't say nothing. That was terrible. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.